Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome to Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops-Peterson, now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast, and we've got a tremendous podcast for you as in segment number two, we are going to be joined by one of our good friends as it is going to be Tristan Freeman of Bustin' Brackets, who's going to be talking about these Elite Eight games that we are going to be getting, so that is going to be a whole bundle of fun, we're going to be diving into every single aspect now we can with them, and just what we're able to gather from this NCAA tournament, what we all have been seeing, and some of these similarities with some of these squads. So we're going to be diving to that in segment number two in the final segment. Going to give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this college basketball Sunday as we hit some bank shots down to just two, so we have to savor these games as much as humanly possible. And if you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. Maybe does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Really did not get in any Twitter questions today, but we now have half of the final four sets. Let's take a look back at it, try to find some trends, and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A game from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the rowdy recap. Florida Atlantic, who had made just one NCAA tournament appearance, Prior to this year, they had had just one year in which they had exceeded 20 wins. They are now on to the Final Four. Unfortunately, the DK Nation pick of the under does not hit. Florida Atlantic, they're able to rally from behind. They take down Kansas State by a count of 79 to 76. K-State got up 63 to 59 in this one, and they were held scoreless for about five to six minutes, and that turned out to be a difference maker as also a difference maker. Guys not named Marquise Noel went three of eight from the free throw line for Kansas State. For Noel, he played on that bum ankle. He had 30 points, 12 assists, five turnovers. Sometimes the decision-making wasn't the world's greatest, but he certainly put on a show. You had Nikwe Tomlin also chip in their 14 points. You have Kansas State who was able to win the turnover battle 22-12, but lost the rebound battle 44-22. Meanwhile, you've got Brian Greenlee and Vladislav Golden for Florida Atlantic that combined for 30, and Golden, he's a big reason why Florida Atlantic won the battle down low. 13 total rebounds, 6 of them on the offensive end. Florida Atlantic hit their free throws, going 18-22, of and a big reason why the overcash. Both of these teams went a combined 19-45 of from three-point range. 
Go Owls in the words of Lane Kiffin as they're on to the Final Four. Then in the late game, it was all UConn. And by the way, with UConn, that did mean that three of the top four most profitable teams in all of college basketball were going at it yesterday as UConn improved to 25-11-1 against the spread. And the two teams had squared off in Madison Square Garden, Kansas State. They end the year 24-12 against the spread in Florida Atlantic. 24-11-1 against the spread. So teams have made you money all season long. They certainly were able to go deep in the NCAA tournament. And the one team that was playing that really was not, well, they got bounced in Gonzaga. 82-54 the final. And this game completely turned when you saw Drew Timmy get foul number three. That led to a big, giant doomsday scenario for this team as for Gonzaga, they go 2 of 20. Yeah, 2 of 20 from three-point range. In this one, UConn was able to do a nice job on the boards, winning that battle by a count of 48 to 40. Timmy, all in all, had 12 points, 10 rebounds, unable to duplicate what he was able to do against UCLA. And really, Gonzaga just couldn't hit anything. 12 of 22 at the free throw line as well. And for UConn, they were able to play a little bit more of a clean game as well. They won the turnover battle, and you had Adama Sinogo make things a go-go. A double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. You had also 20 points out of Jordan Hawkins in this one as he went 6 of 10 from three-point range. So we did see utter domination from UConn and what we've been seeing over the last seven days in college basketball. So this includes all tournaments, the CBI, NIT, what have you. A big shift to the over. 26 overs of 13 unders. I believe that we've had one push along the way as well, but my goodness gracious, it has been all about overs recently in college basketball. And it's been a good run of things for underdogs over the last seven days. 21-17-1 and one against the spread our underdogs. So that's what we saw in college basketball on Saturday. And we've got two teams up for the final four in UConn and Florida Atlantic. And then we did see a little bit of news come out of college basketball on Saturday. We didn't see as many coaching moves, what have you, with everything that was going on with the NCAA tournament. That'll really be heating up next week because when it comes to the final four, you do have a lot of guys just be able to meet up. That's where a lot of coaches, they present themselves. The teams are looking for jobs, so we shall see what happens there. But we did see Bryce Sensaba decide that he was going to declare for the NBA draft, had 16.5 point shot right around 40% from three. He's going to be maintaining his eligibility, but we're going to be interested to see what happens there. Liberty is going to be getting back a pair of guys that were big for their runs in recent years as Silo Robinson and Kyle Rode are going to be coming back. Rode a little bit more of a point forward. He's right around six foot seven and did a good job of just applying a little bit of everything for Liberty last season, right around 10 points, three and a half boards, three and a half assists. So I do like his versatility. And then Robinson is someone that's able to do a solid job of being a nice little ancillary piece for the team as last season. He had seven and a half points, three and a half boards. Not a guy that's necessarily going to light it up, shooting about 32 and a half percent from three-point range, but very integral to everything that they're looking to do. You had a Colorado transfer, Lawson Lovering, decide that he was going to be staying within the conference. He's heading to Utah, a bit of a forward that averaged five points, 4.7 rebounds per game with all the injuries that Colorado faced last season. He was able to get a little bit more action towards the back half of the season, so we shall see what he's able to do. This one reported by one of our good friends, Sean Paulus, David Craig. He was playing over at Mercer last year. He has decided that he is going to be going to Tennessee Tech. 
Tennessee Tech actually had a halfway decent year in the Ohio Valley, but they needed a little bit more rebounding. And Craig, a seven foot two gentleman, that was able to supply Mercer with five and a half points, four boards, just under a half a block per contest. He should be able to help out with that regard. And then we did see Luke Bumbleu decide that he is going to be heading to the Metro Atlantic. Really didn't see any coaching moves that happened on Saturday, but he two seasons ago. Was very good for Ball State last year. Just completely fell out of favor two years ago. 10.5 points, shot 35.5% from three. He was down to about three points per game this past season. So we shall see how he's able to fare. And then one of our friends from Chicago State, which is going to be interesting this offseason to see if any conference is going to be housing our good friends over there with Chicago State because they were independent this last year. Bryce Johnson, he was a big part of what they were able to do this past year, pulling off some upsets, a team that was good against the spread. He was able to average 9.6 points, 3.9 boards, shot 38.8% from three-point range. He decided that he is going to be heading to UMBC. So a few news and notes there, but we've got to be focusing on these big games that we're going to be getting on Sunday. And to do that, we call one of our good friends as it's going to be Tristan Freeman of Bustin' Brackets joining me next. We're going to dive into both of these games and just some of the attributes that we've been seeing on these teams that have been making deep NCAA tournament runs both this year and the last few years. That's up next right here on Coast Coast with myself, Craig Peterson, now a part of the Decent Family Podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show slash podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp, and over at BetterHelp, they're helping you try to be able to ease up on your life a little bit more because I'm sure that you, much like myself, wish you had a little bit more time on your hands, whether that be to pursue a hobby. I myself could use a little bit of sleep as I've been handicapping about like 300 games a week and you're not able to get a lot of sleep when you're working that much, so hopefully you appreciate it on this podcast. But that said, therapy can be exactly what you need to be able to get a little bit more time on your hands to pursue exactly what you love. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and to your schedule, just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched up with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time at no additional charge. Learn what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Coast today. That's C-O-A-S-T to be able to get 10% off through your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Coast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. And now a part of the Beeson Family Podcast, and great to have this man aboard as Tristan Freeman does absolutely tremendous work over at Fan Sided's college basketball page, Bussin Brackets, taking a look at the great game of basketball. I know that he is based out there in the great state of Pennsylvania, more in the Pittsburgh area, doing a great job of taking a look at a little bit of everything. I know that while Tristan is doing a great job of taking a look at all these Elite Eight and Final Four matchups that we're going to be getting over the next few days and weeks. He's also doing a great job of looking forward to next year as well as he's a great place to be able to get set if you're looking forward already like I am to what we're going to be getting next year as well. To all of that as you're able to follow him on Twitter at Hoopsut351 all together. And Tristan, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Greg. Appreciate it. I appreciate you, Tristan. And Tristan, when it comes to the Elite Eight matchups that we're going to be seeing on Sunday, I know that there's one team in particular that you've gotten a chance to see up close and in person, and that'd be Miami. They are going to be going up against Texas. And what do you make for one, just out of this matchup, and two, Miami's run as a whole? Because with Miami, the biggest trepidation I do have with them is their defense, but they have found a way with their offense to just be able to turn it on at the right time. And when they did need their defense against Drake, they were able to come up with just enough in that late sequence to be able to get to this spot. When your two 
key guards of the year, Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong, go for nearly 50, you're going to beat just about everyone. They was just unbelievable shooting from the field. And Houston's defense was why I think people were willing to pick them to at least go to the Final Four. But it didn't matter when you have a Hurricanes team that can absolutely shoot from 30 feet away. And they're a team that everyone said from the ACC that that was going to be the one that could make the run because of the guards and North Shadow Mirror is just going to get you 10 to 15 rebounds any game. So it's not too surprising they've made it to this point. I think the way they beat down Houston's a little bit surprising, but they absolutely are capable of making it to the Final Four. And I do think that the interesting with Texas is interesting because the biggest advantage I do think that Miami is going to have in this game is North Shadow Mirror because when it comes to Texas, they just don't have that one big man that's able to match up against them. They do have Dylan DeSue, but he's a game-time decision. If he does play in this game, I certainly think that he's going to be less than 100%. We know that the identity of Miami is the guards, but how much do you think they might need to focus on going down low a little bit more to No Chad O'Meara? Because I think that if they rely too much on their guards in this game, it might be a little bit tough. Meanwhile, their biggest advantage might be with O'Meara down low. Even if they don't have Disu for the game, Christian Bishop is a quality interior defender. And O'Meara isn't an elite post scorer that you can throw him down, give him touches. So I wouldn't necessarily go change anything. It's truly a mere matchup of opponents because you have the combo forwards of Jordan Miller and Timmy Allen going up against each other. O'Meara and Bishop are both undersized centers that still give things done. And a whole bunch of great guards on the backcourt. I think the one advantage that's clear is on the sidelines with Jim Laranega against Rodney Terry, who people are waiting to sort of give him the full-time job. But I think it might take a Final Four appearance to do that. That's probably the most compelling storyline of all four games, even above FAU potentially being that mid-major to get to the Final Four. It will be such an interesting matchup between those two. As Tristan Freeman, who does great work over at Bus and Brackets, is joining me on the podcast. And Tristan, how much do you think just everything that Miami has went through this year with going through ACC play has them prepared for this spot? Because we did see a lot of ACC teams go down relatively early in the NCAA tournament, though. It should be pointed out that Pittsburgh was one of those teams that was able to do a nice job of surprising in the NCAA tournament. They were able to win a few games, but with the way that Miami had to play against a couple of very up-tempo teams like NC State, like North Carolina, and also playing against relatively slow teams like Virginia, that is a little bit to their advantage because we have seen a lot of these conferences like the Big Ten that they all embrace the big man. You really don't have a wide variety of styles. Those have been a lot of the teams that go out early. Meanwhile, the one thing that I am able to say for the ACC, even though it wasn't the world's strongest conference this year, you see a lot of different looks. I think that that does prepare a team like Miami for an NCAA tournament run. You mentioned it. You look at the teams at the top of the league. I mean, even North Carolina, as the struggles they had, was, was still a nice test for some of the guards matchup years are going to see in the tournament. They've dealt with a slow team. They dealt with an athletic team in Duke. They dealt with teams with, with different styles, as you mentioned. And ultimately, they're a team filled with a bunch of veterans and a bunch of talented players with a quality head coach. They were always going to be prepared. I think they were a team that, you know, a lot of people said they were built for March. Like, there are teams almost like Illinois that people also had. It's like, no matter what they do in the regular season, they're capable of winning a few games in the NCAA tournament. That's what Miami's done. And now that they've beaten arguably the best team in the dance, there's no reason why you can't expect them to win at least one more game and possibly win it all. 
It should be such an interesting Elite Eight on Sunday with these two games. We've obviously dove into the Texas versus Miami game. As joining me on the podcast, we do have Tristan Freeman. But I do think that the game that really is a fascination for me because I do think that this game is going to be very much a what is going to win out, and it's a little bit of a revenge spot. It's San Diego State versus Creighton because we remember these two teams doing battle the NCAA tournament last year. Looked like San Diego State for the longest of times was going to win that game, and then Creighton has a big, giant run in the final three or so minutes of the game to be able to steal that one and move on to the round of 32. Now we get the rematch. What do you make out of these two teams? Because with Creighton, I do need to sort of have a little bit of an asterisk around their season numbers because we remember when Ryan Kalkbrenner was out of the fold, Creighton certainly was not the same team that they are right now. Meanwhile, San Diego State, I did find it interesting that they played up-tempo out of conference and then in conference they got back to the roots. And I think that that is actually boded very well for them because they were able to hang with a more up-tempo team like Alabama in the previous round. And I feel like they're more equipped than ever before to be able to withstand all the rigors of the NCAA tournament. Looking at this matchup, the one thing Creighton has going for them is the balance. Now, they have two 30-point scorers and Ryan Kalkbrenner and Trey Alexander, Arthur Columba. It's been quiet overall, but still it is an athletic forward that's going to cause problems for the Aztecs when they go down side. Baylor Shireman has been a quality three-point shooter. Their, their ability to spread the offense, more so in Alabama, who pretty much gave the ball to Brandon Miller, and he couldn't go through for them. No one on Creighton's going to go three for 19. They're all going to spread it around. So I think that's going to be something to watch because that's usually the type of offenses that can get through a rough and rugged defense like the Aztecs. And they're going to need more from Matt Bradley, who struggled for most of the game. Darian Trammell stepped up big time to get them the lead, but their offense will have to do a little better than they did against Alabama if they're going to be Creighton, who's just as good as an offense, just not without the one guy that can go for 30. Although, even though they've already had a couple who do that this tournament. And with Creighton as well, what I do think is a little bit troubling for them, which is why I do give San Diego State a little bit of an edge, is that with Creighton, their starting five is absolutely tremendous, but they really don't have anything outside of that main starting five. How much do you take a look at the depth aspect of this because as we know in the NCAA tournament your rotation does shorten but at the same time even though you do shorten your rotation in the NCAA tournament there's just nobody I look at for Crane and I say yeah that guy's able to come in off the bench give them a few quality minutes give them a bucket if they do get into foul trouble and San Diego State is a bunch that plays a very physical brand of basketball and that might need to be something that Creighton keeps in mind because I could see them very easily having a guy or two get into foul trouble and they just don't have anything off the bench to be able to replenish if that happens. But I would counter that with that Creighton legitimately has a true start in five. I think most of these teams, even left in a tournament, have three quality starters but then two guys who are more glue guys or with defenders and maybe have some sort of a bench. Creighton, no matter what, even in foul trouble, will still have three quality scorers on the court. You could have to run the offense through them. So unless it's massive foul trouble where everyone involved, I'm still not as worried about Creighton's bench because they still have five quality scorers. And quite frankly, there's only a couple of teams in this tournament that can even say that. So I think that's an edge that they have such a massive edge in the starting lineup. It offsets the lack of depth they have behind them. 
And I think that this Creighton team has been one that has been so interesting to watch. And Ryan Kalkbrenner is going to be able to give them quite a bit of an edge as Tristan Freeman, who does great work over at Boston Brackets, is joining me on the podcast. And Tristan, we've taken a look at the two Elite Day matchups that we're going to be having for Sunday. And as we record this, we do not know who's going to the final four. As a matter of fact, we're doing this at halftime with Fort Atlantic having a slim lead over Kansas State. So we shall wait and see what happens there. But what do you think we've learned from this NCAA tournament season thus far that we could maybe utilize for future years? Because I just keep taking a look at the NCAA tournament and year in and year out. What really stands out to me is that the transfer portal should be utilized for guys to be there for multiple years and or to add that ancillary piece because we saw these teams that they tried to rebuild on the fly. They were able to maybe have nice regular seasons, but they fell a little bit short in the postseason. Meanwhile, a team that we were talking about before, Miami, most of their core from last year was actually back the fold. They did add Nigel Pack. They did add no Chad Omir, but that main backcourt that has been with the program for many years was still in place. They added those ancillary pieces and, They've all of a sudden been able to get to this spot. You've got a team like a UConn, for instance, added a little bit to the backcourt, but they maintained a lot of their core from past years as well. How much do you take a look at this and think that it is a big factor of March, just the chemistry aspect of things? Yeah, I mean, we saw before throughout the year, like some teams' chemistry did well with newcomers and some absolutely tanked. And it depends on whether or not you have strong leadership or your key guys are able to, to steady ship in case of struggles. But everyone used the transfer portal differently. I think some teams went to try to rebuild their whole roster through it. Others just looked for one or two key pieces. And we're still in the COVID era when it comes to the scholarship and eligibility. Next season will be the last one where guys can be fifth-year seniors without issue. So there's going to be a lot of veteran players and a lot more experience and age next year as well. So I think it wouldn't be surprised if we had another kind of tournament because there's still going to be a lot of talent in the portal. But then the year after, I think it's going to drop off to where we might see a little more, what you want to call it, stability or maybe not even a lack of parity, but just overall things would get a little bit back to normal, whereas the past couple of years, it's truly felt like anything goes. Yeah, it certainly has been feeling like anything goes. And man, it is going to be very interesting to see what happens this offseason as well, because I know that you've been gauging a lot of this. We're seeing a lot of coaching moves in college basketball. The transfer portal last year was as lively as ever. And this year, it looks like it's going to be even more so. And Tristan, I know that you do a great job over at Boston Brackets of taking a look at this. I know you're going to be all set for what is going to be a tremendous Final Four, but I know that you're looking forward to what we're going to be getting next year as well. I know that you've been doing a nice job being dialed in on that front as well. So I want to just give you the floor here. Let the good people at home know what's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at Hoopsnut351, and you can also follow at Bustin' Brackets for the latest college basketball news. And we have plenty of articles covering the Final Four and the very beginning of the offseason because technically we're already on week three of the transfer portal, and that's going to heat up real soon. Absolutely. And Tristan is doing an incredible job of taking a look at the game of college basketball. He's joining me all year long on the podcast. I'm sure that he will a little bit during the offseason as well. One of the best in the business at being able to research and get set for the upcoming season, then in season, taking a look at all the action that we do get. A big thanks to Tristan for joining me on Coast to Coast Seeps, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. And coming up next, we've got two games on tap for this college basketball Sunday. They are big ones, and I give you fiction analysis on both of them as we get some day shots. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. 
Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Las Vegas for Cubs Cubs with myself, Greg Eubes Peters, and now part of the Visa Family Podcast. Always great to get Tristan Freeman aboard. He does amazing work over at Boston Brackets, taking a look at the great game of college basketball. He's joining me all year long and always lends amazing insights. A big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on these two Elite Eight games for Sunday as we hit some bank shots. Most financial establishments close at a certain time, but not here. It is time for a side and total on every game on today's betting board bank shots. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GNRS41. We're actually going to be going with the late game first for some reason, then we'll go with Creighton versus San Diego State after that. So I guess we're going late to early today with regards to the rotation order, and the first game up is going to be the DK Nation pick. This is 655-656. Texas is playing against Miami out there at T-Mobile Center in Kansas City. Texas is, in most places, a four-point favorite. Circa has a straight three and a half. Most places have a four. Totals anywhere between 149 and 149.5. My right up here, I guess I'm going to play the role of heel since many Miami fans are not happy with me. So 
We're just going to continue to play it out. It is Texas. I was going to be taking Texas regardless, but getting the flack that I did, I decided, you know what, we'll make this a write-up to, I guess, be able to give a little bit more context as to why I like Texas and the reason why I did set them as a six-point favorite. Yeah, Miami's been able to play a little bit better here in the NCAA tournament with regards to their defense, but you have to take a look at the whole picture with Miami. They've allowed at least 69 points in now 13 out of the last 15 games, and they come into this affair ranked 185th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Now, it seems as though they're going to be catching a little bit of a break in that Dylan DeSue played, I believe, it was two minutes in that game against Xavier. If he does play in this game, he's not going to be 100%, and that has been taken into account with regards to this handicap. DeSue was really doing a nice job in the conference tournament in the early part of the NCAA tournament. His previous six games, he was pulling in 8-plus rebounds per game, so that's a little bit of a loss, and you do have no Chad Omi who's going to be the best individual low-post player in this game. No Chad Omir, 13 points, 10 boards, a block, a steal per game. He has been terrific, and he's able to pop threes relatively well as well. In the NCAA tournament, he's actually been able to give you a combined 44 rebounds in these last three games. you got to give him credit where credit is due, and it is a Miami team that they were able to do a good job of ripping the ball away from Houston, but going into that Sweet 16 game against Houston, the turnovers that Miami has generated this year is not been what they were last year. They're about 170th in the country in terms of turnovers forced on a per-possession basis. And guess what Texas has been doing this year? They've been generating turnovers. 11th nationally in turnovers forced on a per-possession basis in games played away from home. You've got a Texas bunch as well that should be able to pound the ball inside. Miami is 240th in the country in opponents' two-point shooting percentage. And Texas, they get 55.8% of their points for made two-point shots in games played away from home. That's a 59th highest percentage out of the three. 63 D1 teams. You've got also guys are able to bomb it from the outside and Marcus Carr and Sir Jabari Rice. Both of these guys shoot right around 36.6% from three-point range. Now, Texas, they're not a supreme three-point shooting team. They're shooting about 34% from three-point range as a collective. Not terrible, not great by any means, but the guy that has been able to step up is one of the gentlemen that I did mention, Mr. Rice. He was really not necessarily too much of a guy that was able to step up in non-conference play, but you take a look at everything since that SEC Big 12 Challenge game on January 28th. So the last 17 games in total in this span, 16 and a half points points, shooting 40% from three. He's able to give you a steal. He's a really good on-ball defender. Now, Wuga Poplar over the last month, month and a half, he's shooting nearly 48% from three-point range for Miami. He's been able to step up to be able to help out Jordan Miller along with Isaiah Wong, or combining the average 31 and a half points, six assists, about two and a half steals between the two of them. Wong is able to shoot 38% from three-point range in Miami. Has been a tremendous offense. They're a top 10 team in the country in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. Texas, though, they are back to playing good defense. 71 points of fear surrendered in every single one of their Big 12 and NCAA tournament games. They are 7-0-1 against the spread here in the month of March because they have been able to rein it in on defense. They rank in the top 25 nationally in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. It feels like this team has really turned the corner because they were dealing with that whole Chris Beard situation from December 21st through the end of January. They had allowed 70-plus points in 10 out of their last 12 games. They've tightened up the screws. I think that Texas is hitting their peak at the right time. Miami as well, but I do think that Texas has a little bit more depth. Being able to utilize someone like a Christian Bishop down low I think is going to be key. You throw in there Tyree Sunner who's able to give you 10 points, 2.5 assists, Timmy Allen, 
stat sheet stuff for three and a half assists, 10 points, five and a half rebounds. I think that Texas is able to get it done in Texas. They had to go through the gauntlet of the best conference in all of college basketball. Sorry, defense of any other conference, but it is the Big 12. My right up here is on Texas. I set them as a six-point favorite. Texas has also been throttling down over their last six games. They're playing at a rate of about five possessions per game fewer. Miami right around 147th of the country in terms of total possessions per game, so they're not playing at warp speed either. So, semi-total 146. I'm diving under my right up here. That is on Texas laying four. If I'm able to get a three and a half, even better, but sort of thinking that this is going to be four when I post it up, and then we wrap things up with 657-658. Creighton is going to be playing against San Diego State from the KFC Yum Center, and with Creighton, they are a one and a half to a two-point favorite, mostly seeing two, and your total is anywhere between 134 and a half and 135. I did set my total at a 133 and a half, so a situation where I'm going to be going under with San Diego State. They entered into their game against Alabama, 266th in the country in terms of total possessions per game, and it's not like Creighton is a slug by any means, but they certainly aren't Alabama with regards to their they're about 136th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. So I do think that San Diego State going to do a nice job with their hard-nosed defense. And I like San Diego State to be able to win this game outright. I set them as the one-and-a-half point favorite. So I'm going to be taking them outright on the money line. It's a Creighton Blue Jays team that's 361st out of 363 D1 teams in turnovers force on a per-possession basis. And with Creighton, I was alluding to this with Jerson Freeman. You just can't rely upon anyone off the bench for them. You do have Ryan Kalkbrenner, the 7 footer has been tremendous. 16 points, 6 boards, shoots 33% from 3, and I do think that we need to take some of these Creighton defensive numbers with a bit of a grain of salt because they're outside the top 40. Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. Much of that was due to the fact that Creighton couldn't play any defense without Ryan Kalkbrenner in the fold in the month of December, so I'm willing to put a little bit of an asterisk there, and Creighton has done a nice job of protecting the ball with Ryan Nummer. 12 points, 5 assists, only about 2 seals per contest out of him on Creighton as a whole. They do shoot 36% from 3 on their top 4 scorers. 3 of them shoot at least 36.3% from 3 par range. But San Diego State, they are the deeper team. You've got 3 separate guys that give you between 5 and 6 rebounds per game. Nathan Menza, Keshad Johnson, Jaden Ladee, they all give you between 6 and 8 points per game. So they do a good job of knowing their role. And for San Diego State, you've only got one guy that averages in double figures. Matt Bradley, 12.8 points. Shoots about 36% from 3, but we saw Darion Tremel be the guy that stepped up in that game against Alabama. He had 21 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals in that affair. Micah Parrish, he's able to shoot 37.5% from 3. He's got good six foot six size. You've got someone that I think is a bit under the radar at Adam Siako, who's been able to give you 6 points. He's shooting 46% from 3. Not a guy that takes it often, but when he sees his opportunity, he's able to take advantage. And San Diego State has just been a bulldozer on defense as they're 14th in the country. He turns points a lot on a per-possession basis, giving up 66 points or fewer in eight straight games and Creighton has been able to do a relatively solid job with their defense overall this season. Last two games against Baylor and Princeton have been a little bit more testy but I do think that this has a feel of a game in which it's going to be a little bit more of a grinder and I do think that San Diego State they are going to be the team that grinds it out especially with having the Blue Jays not being able to get a lot of second chances. 284th in the country and percentage of missed shots in which they get an offensive rebound on San Diego State. A top 30 team in the country in terms of rebound rates. So I did set my total at 133.5. I'm diving under with San Diego State. I feel like they should be the favorite. I'm going to be taking them outright on the money line, and that will wrap things up. For the Sunday edition of Coast to Coast Hoops, I'm part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. A big thanks to Tristan Freeman over at Boston Brackets for joining me in the last segment. If you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in. If you have a question, comment, segment idea, 
what have you for this podcast, you have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at gnet underscore d1. Keep in mind, letters M. Maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast. Five that five star review coming at you guys every single day throughout the college basketball season, which means I'm coming at you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 